Drive Time on RT Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Protect your family's future with life cover from Zurich. Talk to a financial broker to find out more. Now, here's a question for you. What might we learn about how we raise children by observing modern-day tribes living in the Democratic Republic of Congo? Well, quite a lot, actually, according to new uh, research published this week. Anthropologist Professor Jamie Saris from Maynooth University has been taking a look at the findings for Drive Time, and he joins me now. Professor Saris, you're very welcome to the programme. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Now, as a parent, I'm looking forward to this. I'm sure Sarah is uh, as well. Um, One of the things these researchers observed about child rearing among these tribes was that that babies are looked after every day, every day, breaks yourself for for this, folks, uh, by around 14 separate people who are not their parents. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, the, um, the, the Aka, the Bayaka are a kind of scattered groups of people across the great equatorial band of Africa. Um, the unit, the basic unit is a camp. There would be maybe four families, 40 odd people, usually kind of on average, although it's variable. And, you know, there'd be six or seven toddlers at any one time. Mm-hmm. So you can do the math. It's not, you know, it's a, it's a 10 to one or more care to carry relationship. Okay, so it's very communal uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, and they also saw that, that small children, Jamie, are passed between different caregivers uh, about eight times an hour on average. Is that mm. right? Yeah, I mean, this, uh, uh, this, uh, Dr. Chaudhary, who is the author of this particular piece, is working with a child psychiatrist. Um, and he's worked in that area for some time with this, uh, several groups of bands there. Um, but yeah, that that seems right. The you know the, the 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 when you say carers, you're not necessarily talking all adults. I mean, you have older children uh, taking care of younger children, you know, in that kind of thing. And again, it is not just a hunter gatherer situation. If you imagine the traditional family in rural Ireland, say a century ago, mm. that might have nine or ten kids, you know, the older children, especially the older daughters, would effectively become the primary carers of the younger children even if for example i mean breastfeeding kind of fell out in ireland in the you know early mid 20th century but you know even if the mother was breastfeeding that older child or or daughter or two would be caring for the toddlers to the, the other kids so you know the the form of kind of moving kids around young kids around like that you're seeing in this paper is actually far closer to how most human history has actually happened. Yeah, because that's exactly what it put me in mind of. Um, my own mother's family, for example, you know, would have a lot of the older kids would have reared the younger kids. Um, which is better, though? Do, do we do we have a ruling on that? Because it, that's not the way it is, I think, for a lot of modern families now, because they don't have family around, there's nobody to do that for them. Um, and, and indeed, they might be anxious, actually, about too many different people looking after their children because they're not necessarily family members. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you, it's really hard to answer which is better in one custom in isolation. I mean, the, the nuclear family has not just been more and more nucleated and shrunk, you know, under, you know, capitalism and late capitalism. It's starting to fracture in its own right. So, you know, it, it's effectively toddlers are sort of out of the house because both parents have to work. Mm. So that the question of having extra carers is kind of moot. And so one of the points of this article is perhaps um, the care ratio, you know, in the UK, it's it's one carer to three 
infants and toddlers should be increased. But that, of course, comes at an economic cost. And, you know, the, the, the real question that would have to be examined would be a much broader one is what kind of society do we want? I mean, do we want a society that services an economy or an economy that services a society? And many of these questions about are really about what makes, you know, what's a social good and yeah. what kinds of ways, what kinds of political choices might we make to uh, to have more of those? Um, because one of the um, things that modern day hunter gatherers would also have done would would have been in physical contact with babies most of the time, which again, you know, a lot of parents just don't have time for, you know, or you know, it's like you you have your two or three hours that the baby will go to sleep and and you crave those two or three hours so you can clean the house and get the shopping done and do all the things that need to be done, wash yourself, you know. But is it something that modern parents could learn from? Do you think? Well, again, that that becomes. I mean, the, the, as a step, like, but the Bayakas are fantastic parents. I mean, the the males in particular are, you know, they're they're you know the the people are very well described. There have been generations of anthropologists working, you know, between different groups. For people who have gone through Maduth anthropology, they would have read the Forest People, which is a very famous ethnography of of uh, one of these groups. So, you know that that you're kind of asking if everything was different, would people make different choices? Mm. Uh, you know, and, and that probably, yes. And that question about, you know, it isn't like the Bayaka are frozen in time and haven't changed. They have been living next to people, you know, for tens of thousands of years, like everybody else, the ways that the lessons that we might take have much more to do with what kind of life do we want to live? You know, okay, what, I'm going to you ask what, you, Jamie, yeah. I, I'm going to ask you what, what you think yeah. um, this teaches us about modern society. Because one thing that strikes me listening to you uh, describe the study about the, the hunter-gatherers in, in the Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo, is that it's very kind of communal and it's there's a sense of togetherness. And when I reflect on parenting now, loneliness comes to mind. You, you're isolated a lot of the time and you crave... Like new parents always say, I cra- crave adult conversation. I just wonder what, what all of this tells us uh, about modern Ireland or modern society. Well, it's it, uh, it, really this paper is about the extraordinary weirdness of modern society vis-a-vis, <laughs> you know, human history. I mean, it, it isn't like, aren't the Bayaka great? It's the ways that forms of economic accumulation in our own society have you know radically transformed life and so you know at, at some point these do become kind of political choices rather than psychological ones you know could i write a prescription for you to have an extra carer in your house or you know yes, if i could increase your social income <laughs> and most and most people would say you know would say yes but of course you know the various levels of worries about stranger danger the various levels about how exactly you know, would that work? That becomes much more complicated. Mm. I mean, one question, you know, one issue might just be like, you know, do you, you know, Ireland sends their kids to school very early. You know, I, I sent my kids to school, what I thought was kind of early, uh, even though they, you know, and, and part of that is childcare is so expensive. The Finns don't allow their kids in school until six. And do the, Finns do, do, do the Finns do family more like the hunter-gatherers? Well, they would have much more support for carers. And so you would have, you know, like one of the points in Chartery's piece, which is interesting about how he observed kids learning, which is collectively kind of trying stuff out. It's, you know, what my colleagues in education call experiential learning. 
um, that, you know, there's very few little bit of formal instruction. Montessori schools, you know, Montessori, Maria Montessori, by the way, was an anthropologist that she, you know, the, it, it, you know, those principles have kind of been distilled. So you could recreate aspects of those. You could easily put groups of kids together at different ages, you know, and allow them to play together more of that. You could easily increase the number of carers. The question is, who is, you know, how is that going to get paid for? Yeah, yeah well, and the tax system in Finland is, is um, they pay higher high. taxes, don't they? But they are yeah. among the happiest people uh, on the planet. I don't know, something about this tells me that I want to, to be a hunter-gatherer, Sarah. Yeah, yeah I do, oh, I do the- wonder, <laughs> though, genuinely, are we so far gone from the image that you're painting there? We're so far from it. Like, is there any getting back? Well, I don't. Th- I mean, again, you have to be very careful. And, and in fairness to Chartery, he's he's a very careful scholar, and he's he's very clear that these these people aren't back in time. They mm. live in the same world. They live in the same time as we do. The, you know, are you asking? Could we collectively make different political choices and live our lives differently? Absolutely. You know, I mean that that's that's a different set of questions, and that's got big questions. You know, that philosophy answers like, well, what what is a good life? What's the point? Yeah. Of getting out of bed, I, I think that certainly the examination of how not just we raise kids, but how we produce social relationships. Um, there was that terrible story in the Irish Times. I don't know if you saw it today about a mother who lost her private rental accommodation and is living in her car with her three kids. Mm-hmm. She's in very close contact with those kids, but that's really not the big problem for her, you know. I, well, and and so. Look, what what your research and your reflections in the research and to kind of try and map it over our model of um, the economy we have in the West now or in Ireland, it's, it's extremely difficult. Luckily, we have great thinkers on this, uh, listening to this programme so they can text us their opinions to 51551. But for the moment, we'll definitely come back to this and uh, we'll definitely talk to you soon about this. Dr. Jamie Saris, Professor in the Department of Anthropology in uh, Manus University. Thank you very much indeed. 